Say she leaving, never coming back. Okay, I'm done with that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Well, we have arrived to the NFL Divisional Playoff Round. We have we have some really good matchups. We have two today. We have two tomorrow. Let's start with the one that we had the first. Let's, let's start with today games. Let's start with the first one that we get, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals playing at Tennessee. Let me first start with Tennessee. Tennessee, in my opinion, is probably the one of the probably one of the most disrespected number one seeds of all time. But I understand why. I understand why they're they're getting disrespected. First and foremost, when we talk about the glamour of the number one seed, the team that is the best in the in the conference, the team that won the right to get a, a first round by you don't really envision the Tennessee Titans you envision maybe one of the hot shot quarterbacks like an Aaron Rodgers who was the number one seed for the NFC uh or like a Tom Brady a Matthew Stafford a, a Patrick Mahomes you don't really think of a Ryan Tannehill and that's no disrespect to Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill did his thing to get the Tennessee Titans to where they are but you don't really think of the Tennessee Titans. You don't think of a of of a rugged team. You don't think of a Mike Vrabel led team to make it to be the number one overall seed. However, they are here, and I'm surprised that they're here. Let me tell you, what, I'm not surprised that they're in the playoffs. I I mean, the Tennessee is always one of those very tough, rugged teams. Like I said, when your coach, when Mike Vrabel is your coach, you are going to have a defensive minded rugged style team and you see that time and time again every time they play they want to get down they want to get dirty they want to to win the line of scrimmage that's that's pretty much the most important thing to them is win the line of scrimmage but they got and and the reason why I'm shocked that they're here not shocked that they're here in the playoffs but shocked that they made it to or they're the first first overall or number one overall seed is because of Derrick Henry and the absence of Derrick Henry. As we know, Derrick Henry broke his foot early in the season, I think like week seven or something. And luckily he's back, which is miraculous. Derrick Henry will be back um, for this game. And this team, the Tennessee Titans, their offense is run so – is 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 it's like Derrick Henry is the sun and everybody else is just the world's revolving around it. Like it's – that offense is so dependent on Derrick Henry's success and so dependent on Derrick Henry running the ball that I did not see how they would. I, I'm not surprised that they made the playoffs, but I, in fact, I will take that back. I'm a little surprised because I just thought this team was so dependent on Derrick Henry that when he's not there, what what happens? I, I knew, I'm, and I'm not. I wasn't uh what's the word? I wasn't negating or disrespecting Ryan Tannehill's ability, but when you're in the AFC and you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you have Lamar Jackson, you have jo- uh Justin Herbert, you have Derek Carr, you have Joe Hur- Joe Burrow. I didn't think hell that <laughs> they're so the Patriots defense was good. I just didn't think that Ryan Tannehill would be able to keep this afloat. I mean, hell, they picked up Adrian Peterson. <laughs> now, they did since wave him, but they picked up Adrian Peterson, so they understand how important their run game is to their success. But they're here. Ryan Tannehill and this team is here. And, again, like I miraculously, I don't know how. You know, medical – Medical, these these athletes are different than everybody else, and we know this. You know, they run higher than us. They jump. They run higher. They run, <laughs> they run faster than us. They jump higher than us. They're stronger. They're just their bodies are just built different. And this is something to be. I mean, when you look at some of the injuries in this in this league, right? And now, of course, like torn ACLs. Why even still? They're the the phrase season ending in season ending in in ooh, season ending injury is almost I'm not gonna say a thing of the past because that still happens but the way that these people like like Cam Akers and how he came back from the Rams when he should have been out for a year and he wasn't uh and and now Derrick Henry he broke his foot 
in like week seven and can't and, and is back and starting or you know reports are he's starting today for the Tennessee Titans and that is well that is where I revolve my how they could win. You can't expect Derrick Henry to be able to carry the load, even though the Cincinnati Bengals defense is not the best, especially their run defense is not that good. Now, their run defense is the better half of the defense, like their front is definitely better than their secondary. But you can't expect Derrick Henry to carry a team, especially since this is his first game back since what week seven or whatever. Um, So to me, you want you. For the first time, I think, since the since Derrick Henry has blossomed into what he is today, King Henry, you want him to be a – you don't want him to be – you can't have him be the focal point because you can't – to me, you can't put those expectations on him seeing as though he hasn't played in so long. So this is probably the, one of the first times – that Derrick Henry's been playing that I think this game is going to be on Ryan Tannehill in the in the in the offense in the wide receivers. Now you have AJ Brown and you have Julio Jones. You can do that. Now, but it's it's really up to Ryan Tannehill. Now Ryan Tannehill, the connection that Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown have have been growing over the over the season. Uh even though, you know, Julio and AJ Brown has missed a lot of time in this season. It I, I just think that he Derrick Henry has to be a a side dish if you want to if you want to talk you know put it in food he has to be a side dish he can't be the main course I know that this team is built for him to be the main course but if you're going into this game thinking Derrick Henry's going to get 30 or 25 to 30 carries I think that's unrealistic especially a player that is coming off of a foot injury the same year foot injury and surgery he has a he has like a metal rod or whatever in his foot. So Tennessee Titan, this is this is this well, Ryan Tannehill has been good in the regular season, but he's also had his moments. And of course, I do want to credit that to not having Derrick Henry, but now that you have him, he has to be able to dissect this defense. And this defense is not good. Cincinnati's defense is not good. So he's gonna have his chances, he's gonna have his opportunities. And I think that the defense more than likely is going to be focused on stopping Derrick Henry. But I just I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have a lot of, of options. Now, I was also going to do for each team who is the key player. And I usually don't want to do quarterback because everyone's going to say quarterback. But Tennessee Titans different. Tennessee Titan is revolved around Derrick Henry. So I do believe that Ryan Tannehill is the key. Because there, he's gonna he's gonna have to have his, he's gonna have chances to throw the ball, and he, they're gonna need him to throw the ball because you can't put that much pressure on Derrick Henry, especially coming back. So, I think he's the key. If there, if if he has a great game, or if, if he plays like he, what was it, Jacksonville when they, when they played Jacksonville, if he plays like that, then it's it's a wrap. But I'm gonna say that's an anomaly more than an, you know reoccurrence. So. Even though I don't like doing who the who the vocal focal point is, um, I do think that the key player, and what I was saying was I don't like the key player being a quarterback, seeing as though this is quote unquote a quarterback league. But because Derrick Henry is such a focal point for this team, and he's coming back after a long uh, after a long break, I guess you can say. Ryan Tannehill is definitely the focal point, and how Mike Vrabel attacks this defense also Cincinnati as we know is a high power team especially offensively and you're asking you're going to you're asking is a tall task you're asking this what you're what you're what you're asking your defense to do is is be who they've been this entire year the front line, the front defensive front for Tennessee is, of course, their their strong point for on on the defensive side of the ball. Their their secondary is not. So what you're hoping is that defensive front is able to get to Joe Burrow. Now you're going to have your chances because the the def, the offensive line isn't the best for Cincinnati. But if 
if that front is not able to get to Joe Burrow, you are going to have a long day. So the defense is going to have to get to Joe Burrow. You're going to have your chances, like I said, because the, the, the offensive line for Cincinnati isn't the best, but it's a tall task if your front line is not able to get to Joe Burrow and you have to really stand up and defend, you know, some of the wide receivers that they have. So I think Tennessee Tennessee has a good shot. Let's go over to, to Cincinnati. First and foremost, Joe Burrow's that dude. <laughs> Joe Burrow's tough, man. Joe Joe Burrow's just unflat. Like, and this is it's crazy how this is the same guy that had a very, very bad, what was it, Ohio State? Like, he wasn't, I mean, he didn't even play really Ohio State. Came to, came to LSU and, and just went crazy. Um, but, but this team is so dynamic, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that you can, you're starting to see that they can win multiple ways. They can blow you out because they can just put points and points and points on the board. On the board, or Joe Burrow can give you big plays when he needs to, like we saw uh, a week a week earlier against the Raiders. They only won by seven points, but Joe Burrow was big when he needed to be big. Jamar Chase was big when he needed to be big. Um, and for this game. They're going to have to – this this game really, in my opinion, depends on the offensive line. I just said that – in fact, the line the, – the offensive line and defensive line. For the offensive line, I just said that the, the Tennessee Titans' strongest suit, especially on defense, is getting to the quarterback. Their front seven is is tough. It's just – and, and – while their secondary is not that good, Cincinnati, the Cincinnati offensive line has to give Cincinnati time. They have to give Cincinnati time to be, or not Cincinnati, they have to give Joe Burrow time to be able to throw the ball. If, if they're able to give him enough time and he can get to his receivers or get to his tight ends, then they have a really good shot to win. Uh, but if not, if he's if he's going to be running for his life the whole time, then it's, it's it's you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, especially when you have all the weapons that you have. Also, the defensive line. You, while I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be that much of a fo- or shouldn't be that much of a focal point because you know he's he's been gone for so long. You do have to plan for him because as we know, Derrick Henry can have a have a game where he'll have five, 10 catches for 250 yards. We've seen that. Uh, and especially, it's kind of like the Clay effect. Remember when Clay came back from the injury and he was playing like, he was playing lights out his first game? That's, I think that's the, that's the effect that Derrick Henry can have. Derrick Henry's gonna, he, he's running on adrenaline. Um, you know, he's excited to be back. The, you're playing in Tennessee. The, Energy is going to be up for Derrick Henry to have a big game. So I think that you're going to have to control the line of scrimmage. Both Cincinnati has to control the line of scrimmage, both offensively and defensively. Because Joe Burrow is going to do his thing. Joe Burrow is going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, those pieces, Jamar Chase, they're going to, you know, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, they're going to do their thing. It's can the, can Cincinnati win the offensive line or win the, the line battle? And that's, that's the key. That's the key player. Now, it's not just one player. It is the the offensive and defensive line. How are they able? I'm not going to say they're going to win because it's from what we've seen all year. I don't expect them to have the game of their lives and shut down, uh, shut down both Tennessee's front, which is their strong point and their off and their running game, which is their strong point. I don't expect them to completely shut it down. But can you give Joe Burrow enough time to throw the ball? Can you get can you clog the lane so that Derrick Henry does not have open open field to run? That is the key for Cincinnati is the the offensive and defensive line. So who do I think is gonna win? To me, you have a contrast, a, 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 a game. You know, th- this is a contrast of two styles. You have Cincinnati, which is a flashy team, um, <laughs> but you have a quarterback in Joe Burrow, and you have some young pieces. Like you have some young weapons, and they can explode as we've seen them explode, uh, especially when we talk about them wide receivers. 
And for Tennessee, they're more rugged. You know, Ryan Tannehill isn't going to have the biggest game, but he does make clutch plays. And this team is so revolved around the running game when Cincinnati is more revolved around getting, you know, bouncing the ball out. While Joe Mixon can have a big game, they're pretty much focused on, you know, let's get to these wide receivers, get to these tight ends, get to these wide receivers. So it's really a contrast of two styles. And honestly, and I think this is probably why I, I think that Tennessee is one of the more disrespected teams. Because to me, this is hard. Now, I usually, when it's a number one seed going against like a lower a lower seed, I think the fifth seed, I think Cincinnati was, it's easy that you should go with the, the number one seed. And it's 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 hard for me to go against Tennessee, especially when they have, you know, we didn't even talk about how good A.J. Brown can be and how good Julio Jones can be. Um but something's mm. Cincinnati is on the on a roll right now. Cincinnati is on a roll, and they, you know, from from beating uh, the Raiders, oh no, from beating Kansas City to beating the Raiders to now, I just think they have something clicked. Do I think that mm. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati? I'm gonna go with the upset Cincinnati. I think that Derrick Henry is gonna be rusty. Uh, because of how much time that he missed. And this is the last time you want to, I mean, this is the last situation where you want to be rusty in because this is the playoffs. This is the divisional round. Um, and I just, I'm looking, at that point, I'm looking at the matchup between Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill. And I just believe at this point, while Ryan Tannehill has been really good, I just I, I just got to go with Joe Burrow and those weapons, even though it's, it's tough, man, because, oh, man. Because Tennessee has weapons, too. They have A.J. Brown. They have Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I th- I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I just think that they're, 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 they're on a – they're playing their best football right now, and they're red hot, even though they had a, a, a huge opportunity to lose the game uh, a week ago. They won that game. So now they're on to Tennessee, and I just – I got Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is going to be able to pull through. I think Joe Burrow is going to make clutch plays. I think Jamar Chase is going to make clutch plays. I think Joe Mixon is going to be big, especially, you know, a wide receiver catching the ball at the outfield. Um, I got Cincinnati winning that one. I got Cincinnati. Yeah, I got Cincinnati. So let's go on to the next game that we have today, and that is a huge, huge game. That is since uh, San Francisco 49ers playing at Green Bay. Another number one seed playing, and that is Green Bay. Let's start. Let's start with Green Bay since we haven't seen them this this year in the playoffs. This game is so big for Green Bay. Not just because of the playoff history that both teams have, or let me say that both teams have when Aaron Rodgers is playing. Not because of the fact that Green Bay is the number one overall seed. Not the fact that not the fact that you know Aaron Rodgers is playing at a MVP level yet again. This game is huge because of the of the future implications that this game could have on on the Packers. We know about what we've heard, or we we heard all the rumblings and everything this offseason between Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was a point where Aaron Rodgers was not going to report to the Green Bay Packers. And the fact that they have absolutely balled this entire year, it's huge because to me this is this is this is the definition of a championship or bust team. Championship. Like you can't you can't go out in the, in the Super Bowl. You can't go out in the NFC Championship. You have to win it. And they have the pieces to do it. Like, this is this is probably one of the first years that I can remember, probably since uh, they won, Green Bay won it the first time. What was it, 2009? This is probably one of the first years since then where both sides of the ball are equal. Now, nobody is equal to Aaron Rodgers, but but the offense is humming. The defense is humming. The defense gives back big pieces. Zaire Alexander, uh, uh, Zendarius Smith, they're getting big pieces back. Zaire Alexander could be the best cornerback in the league, 
and we know how important Z- uh, Zadarius Smith is. So this is a huge game for the organization, for 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 the franchise that is the Green Bay Packers. Now it's hard for me to to to, to envision. Green Bay is at home. The temperature, Jimmy G. We'll talk about 49ers in a second, but the temperature is in favor of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has played at an MVP. Aaron Rodgers will win his, was it fourth MVP this year? That's how good he's been playing. The connection between him and Devontae Adams is better than ever. Randall Cobb should be coming back, even though Valdez, uh, Marquez Valdez scaling shouldn't play. I think Randall Cobb supposed to be coming back. And Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they've been great. It's hard for me to to envision this team losing, at least right now. In fact, yeah, at least right now. Because of how they played, because of... And, and one big reason is Green Bay's always had, or for a while, they've had the represent, representation of being a, a purely finesse team and not a physical team. But this year, they have definitely changed that. They are, I mean, teams that teams like like when they played the 49ers uh, regular season, when they played, um, you know, the Cardinals in the regular season, teams like that would usually try to 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 beat up and bully the Green Bay Packers, and they've had success moving, you know, in the past. But now that you have, you know, the Smith brothers have come to play, and and they've had a great season. Oh well. Preston Smith, because Darius Smith has been injured, but Preston Smith has been great, and you know, some, Eric Stokes has been good. It's this this is it's hard for me to see how this team could lose. Uh, well, let me say this: they could definitely lose. It's hard for me to see this team losing, especially how they're rolling right now, and they they need they know how important this is because. Quietus is kept. This could be the last. If if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, Aaron Rodgers may not come back. Devontae Adams may not come back. This could be the last time we see Green Bay at the highest of heights right now. So that's they know that this is a big, big move, and this is a big championship run for them. So who's a, who's a key player? I'm not gonna go with you know, I'm not gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to go with Devontae Adams. I'm not going to go with Aaron Jones. To me, a, the X factor is going to be Zaire Alexander. Zaire Alexander is one of, the, one of, if not the best corner. And to me, they're going to, they're going to task him with trying to stop Debo Samuels. Now, Debo Samuels has been on another level this year. And it is imperative that they stop Debo Samuels. I think that because of how they play in the you know defensive front, I think that they'll be able to slow down the the running game. But you're going to have to contest, and you're going to have to handle Debo Debo Samuels, which has been tough this entire year for everyone. Now, I George Kittle is big too, but Zaire Alexander to me is an X factor. I understand he's coming back from injury. Uh, but they said he looked good all all week in practice. Zaire Alexander is the is the X factor for me. Um, he, it, he's he's their best defensive player, and more than likely they're going to put him on the toughest the toughest uh uh ask, which is um at this point in the in the season Debo Samuel. So I think. And and how Green Bay could win is just be themselves. Green Bay has been incredible this entire year. They've had a very balanced game, uh, both in a, in a high-powered offense and a hard-hitting defense. If they just play their game and and limit the turnovers, not saying they will have turnovers. No, actually, they're they have to they have to have a clean pocket for Aaron Rodgers and. Nick Bosa looks like he's going to play. Fred Warner looks like they're going to play as after they were in, they looked like it could be questionable going into this game. You're going to have to keep Aaron Rodgers clean uh, and give him time because Aaron Rodgers is going to do what Aaron Rodgers does if he has time. And to me, the Packers just need to play their game. If they just play their game, they're going to win. I'm not going to say easily, but they're going to win. 
That's just how it, if they if they play the game that they played all season, they're going to win. Let's talk about the 49ers. The 49ers team that did what I I predicted, and that was beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> now I, I mean, okay, okay. I'm just I'm just joking, but I'm there. I'm still a Washington fan at heart, even though I am unbiased with with my takes and everything. I do like to see a divisional rival lose, so I was a little a little happy watching Dallas lose and watching the Eagles get just throttled. Um, but the 49ers, man, this is the t- the way that they're playing now is exactly how I thought they would be playing the entire season, minus of course the injuries. Um, and this this is a tall task, man. The stat went out that Jimmy G hasn't played. <laughs> Jimmy G hasn't played a football game under 40 degrees. That's like been under 40 degrees. That is insane to me. Well, it makes sense when you're in San Francisco uh, and you play for the NFC West. But even still, you play you play this 40 or you play Seattle. Hmm. Weird. But to me, you're going to have see. The 49ers, I'm, I'm trying to find – they could win. The 49ers can definitely win. I mean, if you give the ball to Debo Samuels and he makes big plays like he's been doing pretty much the entire season, uh, if you get George Kittle involved, because I don't know if – I don't know if Green Bay has somebody that can really contain George Kittle. They have – I mean, the size. They have, like, Preston Smith, Zendarius – or uh, – Zendarius Smith, the size, but I don't know if they have the speed to contain George Kittle. So to me, this really depends on how Jimmy G handles. Like we said, they had an incredible first half against the Dallas Cowboys, and they had a terrible second half against the Dallas Cowboys. And that's what that's what you can get from this team. Jimmy G is is such a wild card car now you know with the shoulder injury and the hand injury that's those are the two things that you don't want to go into a game with injuring uh and to me this 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 game it's 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 you have to be what you're going to be uh the 49ers is a physical team you're gonna you know yeah which i'm surprised that fred warner is even playing and and nick bose is even playing seeing how they got hurt last week but they're going to have to get to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Armstead's or Arm, yeah, Armstead's going to have to get to Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have to try to slow down this offense. Now, I do think that there's advantage to one having a, a first round bye week, a first round bye, and playing in the wild card. There's advantages to both. Uh, the advantage for the 49ers is you've already played, so you're already you're already amped to go you know you've you've already got them jitters out the first game you're ready to go you've played so you already have a game under your belt so you know the intensity that it brings uh the the advantage for bye week is everyone's healthy or everyone or everyone's as close to healthy as healthy is going to get um you 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 didn't have to you're going to the game the more fresher team now the momentum right now is with the 49ers because they've already played a game but it's very easy to snatch the momentum if you haven't played, uh, if this is your first game, because, I mean, you're, you're fresh, you're fresher. Uh, as you can see with the injury report that, or the, the players that could have been on the injury report for the 49ers and the players that found themselves on the injury report for Green Bay, and, and the, the list is definitely different. So who is the X Factor? First of all, how can, how can the 49ers win? Run the ball effectively, because if you if if you think Jimmy G is going to throw you to a win, I don't think so. So run the ball effectively, Mitchell Samuels. Run the ball effectively. Get and for the love of God, somebody. I'm not saying that you're going to stop, because no, you're not going to stop Devontae Adams. But if you look at last the last time they played, which, of course, is a different game. It is what it is. Players are different. The teams are different. If you look at how they played last game, 
on everything I love. If they do not, uh, if they ch- if they do not change the way that they guarded Devontae Adams, they are going to lose badly. They Devontae Adams had so much wide open spaces in the first round, and Aaron Rodgers killed them. And they're going to need to contain. Someone needs to 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 live on Devontae Adams. That's just how it has to be. Because the connection that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have is too strong for you to just let him run around wide wide open. So that's <laughs> Theo Reddick said it, and that's that's my X factor. Whoever the hell is guarding Devontae Adams, yo that. With Valdez Scaling being out, you're you're asking Aaron Rodgers to trust a Lazard, to trust a Randall Cobb, um, which is Aaron Rodgers he can do, but that connection with Devontae Adams is is probably the best in the league between a quarterback and a wide receiver. Uh, I think probably number two could probably be what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, but whoever the hell is guarding Devontae Adams, do not play him like you did when they when they played the first time this year. Uh, if you, that's, that's the only way I can see it. And, and of course gets it. So the X factor is whoever's guarding Devonte Adams and who I think is going to win this game to me. Like I said, it's hard for me to see some, somebody other than Green Bay win this game. Um, I say, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco, in fact, yeah, I would, I'd be surprised if San Francisco won because of how bad they looked the second half of the Cowboys game and the Cowboys the Cowboys had every shot to win. I mean, from people dropping wide open passes to Dak throwing horrible passes to that last second blunder, which if he would have just slid a tad bit sooner, he could have had a shot. Um, Dallas and Jimmy G throwing a horrible interception and not letting uh, Trent Williams get set, your offensive lineman get set before you run a play, which it – they just played so bad going down the stretch of the Cowboys game that it's hard for me to they I mean every game's different clearly uh but Dallas had every opportunity to win they just didn't grasp it I just think that you can't make those mistakes with Green Bay and there is a possibility that they could make those mistakes um so I have Green Bay winning this game I think it's going to be a good game I, I hear people talking about blowout I don't think it's going to be a blowout but I just, I just got, I just have Green Bay winning. I mean, the first one, uh, Green Bay won the last second field goal by Max Matt Crosby. It was like thirty to twenty eight. Um, I have Green Bay winning this game. So let's go on to our Sunday slate. The first one we have is uh, the Rams at Tampa Bay. Let's talk about the Rams first. The Rams. While they did play early in the season, the Rams won. This is a completely different team uh, than the one that they that they saw that the Tampa Bay saw like the early was it week two or three or something in the in the regular season. First of all, you have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Odell Beckham Jr. has been hooping like he's been he's been incredible, and you have Von Miller. And this Rams team, at least. The first game is clicking. That the, the this Rams the, the Rams that they spent all this money on is the Rams that we saw, um, the first game. Now I do think that a bad Kyler Murray and a bad I guess I don't know what they were they were really trying to do, but I think the Cardinals being bad definitely helped the. <laughs> The the Rams look good, but the Rams were fine. Matthew Stafford looked good. He he got his first uh, career playoff win, and it's this is you know this team is is going to have to be this team going to be have to have to be as solid as it was last week. I mean, you're going against a completely different monster in Tom Brady, but you have the pieces, and you have the pieces that could stop a Tom Brady, as we know. Tom Brady struggles when, or this, the offensive line is going to be beat up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you have that you have a Aaron Donald, who's the best defender, in, or arguably one of the best defenders in the league. You have a Von Miller, and of course Jalen Ramsey's more than likely going to shadow uh, or going to be covering Mike Mike Will, Mike Evans the entire game. So 
it's really Gronk. <laughs> you, you're gonna, you, someone's gonna have to control Gronk. Uh, Leonard Fournette should be coming back. Uh, so it, it's this defense has to get this defense has to put pressure on Tom Brady. If, you put, if they put pressure on Tom Brady, they have a big chance to win because the 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 area that that Tampa Bay struggles in is the area that the Rams succeed in because of injuries the Tampa Bay secondary is definitely not not up to par they're not they're not that good because they have to pick a plug and play anybody because the injuries well when you're going against a Cooper Cup who led the league in receiving yards uh, and I think touchdown passes when you're when you have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. who has just caught fire since coming to the Rams. When you have Tyler Higby who is pretty much playing like a wide receiver at this point. When you have Van Joseph who's who's been great, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So the Rams have all the pieces. To me, it's really how, are they able to? Is that defense going to be able to get to? the the quarterback and that's kind of goes into how they're how they could win um the rams need to get to tom brady if you do not get to tom brady and you give him time he's gonna slice you up that's just how that's just how it's gonna be um i don't know how effective you know Sonny michelle and cam anchors can be in this game because of how good the run defense is for tampa bay which is why i think you know you're going to have to really rely on Matthew Stafford getting the ball to Cooper Cup, getting the ball to Odell Beckham Jr., giving the ball to Tyler Higbee, which they can do, and that's what they kind of want to do. Uh, so I don't know how effective Cam Akers and, and Sony Michelle is going to be, but if that defense, if Aaron Donald, if if Von Miller, if they're able to get to Tom Brady, they have a great shot at winning, the, winning this game. And that's my X factor. My X factor is Aaron Donald in – and Von Miller. This is why you brought Von Miller on this team. You didn't bring him for the regular season. You brought him to go up against a Tom Brady. You got bought him or got him to go up against a Kyler Murray. You got him to go up against an Aaron Rodgers. Hell, you're playing. You've already played two. Now you're playing one of them now in um in Tom Brady. So if you can get to if if Von Miller can get to Tom Brady, if Aaron Donald, because you know they're going to try to double team, they're going to have to double team Aaron Donald. You have a good shot of winning. Is it going to happen or not? I don't know, but that is that's your shot, and those are my X factors for the 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 temp or the Los Angeles Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, they're to me this could be the game where the the, the injuries and the and not having people could catch up to them. I mean, not having Chris Godwin, not having uh, Antonio Brown, and the lit or their their offensive line is banged up even though uh i think he you know he's gonna play their offensive line is banged up and the last thing you want to do is be banged up against the rams defense which i think is third in pressures um even leonard fournette is coming back but he hasn't played in a while and the the secondary is still just just banged up it's it's I think this could be the game where this could be the game where injuries definitely catch up to him. Now, it's 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 still hard to go on the limb and say that they're gonna lose because you have Tom Brady and Tom Brady, even at his you know old age that he is what forty four I believe he's still playing at an MVP level. In fact, he's probably gonna finish second uh, in MVP in MVP voting, and that's just that's a testament to just how you know he's the goat. Uh, but, but the, you do still have players and you do still have the pieces that could win you this game. I mean, Shaq Barrett, uh, look good. Devonte Devonte Davis is going to look good or look, you know, he, he's going to play a big part. Of course, Leonard Fournette, like I said, coming back, that's going to be big for their run game. Um, and you still have Mike Evans, uh, you, you still have Robert Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cam Brayton, like you, you have pieces, man. And, the reason why I highlight, you know, anybody, kind of like with the Aaron Rodgers effect, anybody can shine with Tom Brady. And it that's Tom. If you're open, Tom Brady going to get you the ball. So the X factor in this, the way the Tampa Bay can win this game is keep Tom Brady clean. Do not let the pat. Do not let the. Do not. Of course, you're going to get pressured, but. 
if you keep the pocket clean for Tom Brady, he's going to slice and dice any team. Um, so if you keep him together, you're good. And this, you're going to need a big game from from some of your stars. You're going to need a big game from Rob Gronkowski because I don't know if the Rams have another person that can really match up. Kind of like George Kittle in Green Bay. I don't know if the Rams have another person size and speed-wise. Well, maybe not speed right now, but size-wise that can really contend with Rob Gronkowski. And Mike Evans, you're going to have to beat your matchup against uh, – Jalen Ramsey, which is hard, easier said than done, because Jalen Ramsey is one of the best corners in the league. But Mike Evans, quite as kept, is one of the best wide receivers in the league. So, yeah, it's it, you're gonna have to beat those matchups, and you're gonna have to keep Tom Brady clean. And my X factor is gonna be Rob Gronkowski, with you know uh, the lack of wide receiver help that Tom Brady has going into this game. To me, this is this has to be a big game for Rob Gronkowski. You have to to beat whoever's in front of you, and you have to be a reliable target, which you've done. Rob Gronkowski's been a reliable target ever since he came into the league for Tom Brady, but he hasn't had the greatest season this year, even though, you know, he hit his incentives and he's had a decent season. You're going to have to be a reliable target because, right, I don't know how reliable Mike Evans is going to be able to be as, you know, Jalen Ramsey's guarding him, so... I think the X factor is going to be Tampa Bay. I mean, the X factor for Tampa Bay is going to be Rob Gronkowski. So who do I have winning this game? Honestly, I think this is the game, man. This is the game that the injuries catch up to Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know how Leonard Fournette's going to be. I don't know how the offensive line is going to be. And the offensive line needs to be top tip, top shape when you're going up against a Vaughn Miller and an Aaron Donald. I don't know if uh, Mike Evans is going to be able to win the battle against Jalen Ramsey. I don't know how the secondary for Tampa Bay is going to um, is going to hold up against the the offensive firepower that is the the, the Rams. Now there is always a <laughs> there is always a um, there's always a, a, a caveat that Matthew Stafford could have one of those games where he's just throwing the ball left and right and, and getting pick after pick, which we've seen. But I just I don't know how, if this secondary can handle a Cooper Cup and an Odell Beckham Jr. Hell, and a Tyler Higbee and maybe Cam Anchors coming out the backfield. So I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to th- I just think that the Rams are playing their best football right now. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers are kind of limping into this game. And that's not what you want to do, especially going against that defensive front. That is, I mean, you have a Super Bowl MVP and uh, a multiple time defensive player of the year on this defensive front. So that is the Rams. So I have the Rams winning this game. Um, Yeah. And the last game. And probably one of the mo- one of the more exciting games, or the most anticipatory games, due to the quarterback position, that is the Buffalo Bills at Kansas City. To me, a lot of people are going back to what we saw the first matchup, where Buffalo just just destroyed the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is a completely different Kansas City Chiefs team. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is playing a lot better. Travis Kelsey is playing a lot better. Tyreek Hill is playing a lot better. That defense is playing a lot better. You can't really, you know, you can't really uh, uh, look at both teams and say that what we saw when they played against each other is is what we're going to get. Now, let me start with the Buffalo Bills side. The Buffalo Bills are are coming into this game probably one of the hottest. In fact, these are the two hottest teams in the playoff. I mean, the Buffalo Bills destroyed, absolutely destroyed the 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 New England Patriots. I think it was like 47 to 17 or something like that. They they unleashed some demons on the Patriots. And Josh Allen is playing at an all-time high. And the thing is, he's you know, we talk about the connection between Josh Allen and um, Stephon Diggs, but he's gotten Davis involved. He's gotten uh, Dawson Nix involved. And, of course, with his legs, he's he's still one of the more um, elusive quarterbacks in the league. So the Bills are playing at an all-time high right now. Uh, and you're pretty much catching – they're pretty much – both teams are catching each other at the absolute worst moments because both teams are hot. Both teams are on fire. So I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. How the Bills can win this game. 
your defense has to be big. Your your defense has to limit the the big plays. You know, we know that 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 Patrick Mahomes wants to get to he wants to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. That's pretty much his safety net. He wants to get the ball to um, Tyreek Hill. That's his safety net. Now he can get the ball to Robinson. He can get the ball to Pringle. He can get the ball to Harmon. Uh, and I think Hyde Evers Alaire is is scheduled to play. But you, he wants to when if you look at the games where they struggle. Most of the time, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill struggle as well. Hell, you can even look back in the Super Bowl. They struggled. Um, so you're going to need to put pressure. You're going to need to pressure Patrick Mahomes. And, and honestly, try to try to get him on the ground because I know it's easier said than done. But you're going to and you're going you're going to have to really jam up Travis Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill because if you get as we've seen, if you get. The Kansas City Chiefs had a slow start against the Steelers, but once they got going and once they really started connecting with Travis Kelsey, once they started connecting with making those big plays, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Now, I understand that the Bills are not Kansas City. I mean, are the Bills are not uh, Pittsburgh. But the same thing could be with Kansas City. When they're hot, they're hot. So you want to limit. You want to. You have to. The defense, especially the secondary, is going to have to contain Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Now, it's definitely easier said than done because you're you're talking about arguably the best wide receiver. I mean, the best tight end in the league, and undoubtedly the fastest wide receiver in the league. It's tough, but that's what they're going to have to do. Um, and Josh Allen's going to need to play like Josh Allen's been playing for the last few weeks. I mean, he's been getting the ball everywhere, and they've been able to ever since the game against the the Patriots. Even though they don't run the ball that much, and Devin Singletary is going to have to be big because I don't think that you know you want. Uh, well, they could. I, I think that they're more balanced as far as running and passing, uh, especially with Josh Allen running the ball. Uh, I just think that you're going – the defense has to be big, especially against Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So it was the X factor for the Bills. I'm going to go with Dawson Knox or Dawson Knicks. We know the connection, like I said, with Pat, uh, Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs. And I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make a big point to try to cut off that – because I think that you what, what they're hoping is it's kind of like Kyler Murray, not saying he, Josh Allen's going to play as bad as Kyler Murray, but Stefan Diggs is the safety net for Josh Allen. So if you cut that off, if you cut if you cut off Stefan Diggs, he's going to, you know, you give your defense a little easier game. Um, but Dawson, Dawson Nix has been incredible. So you're, I think he's going to be the X factor because they're going to, I mean, he had two touchdowns against the, the, the Patriots. They're going to, they're going to look to him too. Cause he's, he's a big physical tight end. I think that if, if he has a big game, I think the bills could win this game. If Kansas city chiefs, you remember when everyone's like, yo, this Kansas city chiefs team is not even going to make the playoffs. Well, I will. I'm not. I'm gonna give people bail because Kansas City Chiefs look horrible a lot of times this season. But like I said before, you're catching them at the worst time because while the Bills had what seven touchdowns uh, against the Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs had six against Pittsburgh, and they're they're firing all cylinders right now, man. Patrick Mahomes is playing or looking like the Patrick Mahomes of old. Uh, Travis Kelsey was incredible. Caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown. Tyreek Hill. You know, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's noticed this, or maybe I'm just tripping. But is it just me, or does Tyreek Hill always catch the ball? And it seems like he backs up all the time. It's like he never just catches it, turn around, and runs. He catches it, backs up, backs up four or five yards, then tries to go. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But but when you're that fast, hell, I don't, it is if, if if you can get them yards back, get them back. But uh, they're they're playing at an all time high, man. And, and if Kansas City and I, and I guess how they can win is if you slow down and force Josh Allen into into 
and to position like force him into playing like ways that he doesn't want to play or cut off some of his lifelines like like a Stefan Diggs like a Knicks you have a good shot of winning and you the bit the to me the main reason why Kansas City Chiefs lost the Super Bowl a year ago was because their offensive line was just horrible. If their offensive line comes to play, now the Bills do not have the strongest rushing attack. I mean, uh, strongest front uh, front defense, but you're gonna have to. I mean, you're gonna have to like challenge uh, an Ed Ed Oliver and stuff like that. So, um, if you if you if you play better than you did in the Super Bowl and you and if, if the offensive line plays better than they did in the Super Bowl and, you know, Travis Kelsey and, and, and they can they, they play like they played. If they can play like they're playing coming into the season, even though they did have a hiccup against Cincinnati, um, and the Patrick Mahomes plays like the Patrick Mahomes that we know, they have a big shot to win. And the X factor to me is his offensive line. This this team loses when they're unable to protect Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know it's easier. I mean, I know that's like not rocket science, but protecting Patrick Mahomes is the biggest mission. Uh, and if you can do that, Patrick Mahomes is going to do things that we've never seen. So the, the X factor is going to be the front line, uh, the offensive line. And who do I have winning this game? I have the Kansas City Chiefs. I think, but but I will not, this is probably the, the biggest or the the game where I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won because of how good they're playing. I think this is the most even matchup. I think that when you look at, you know, Cincinnati and Tennessee, I think that, uh, you know, 49ers and Green Bay, Rams and Tampa Bay, I think that this Buffalo Bills and Kansas City is the is the most even matchup from the, how the quarterbacks are playing right now. Josh Allen's playing at an all-time high. Patrick Mahomes is playing great. So some of the pieces, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, uh, Dawson Nix, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. To me, this is the most even game, and this is going to be the best game, in my opinion. So I have Kansas City Chiefs winning because they're at home and because – I mean, I saw what happened last year in the playoffs, and while I'm, that's definitely a different year. Um, it's hard. You're, you're going to have to slay the giant, and the giant right now is Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to have, and they're playing at home. So I, I just in the playoffs, in the playoffs. So I, I have Kansas City Chiefs winning, but I, I would not be surprised if Buffalo Bills win this game. So, who do you guys have? You know, who do you have winning? Uh, against any of these people we can talk about leaving the comments i think this is going to be an incredible divisional round because each game definitely has different intrigue and, and and even even the game that a lot of people think could be a blowout or even even a game that a lot of people think shouldn't be that close like cincinnati or tennessee i think that ha- especially with derrick henry come back that has huge implications and i'm excited man i'm excited so let me know who you guys think is going to win so moving forward UFC 270 is here, um, and while I'm not going to talk about the whole card, uh, Francis Naganu, which I thought was Naganu this whole time, it's Naganu, <laughs> and Cyril, Cyril Game. I know I sp- I know I butchered your first name, bro. I apologize. I'm not the best reader, <laughs> but they will be facing off. Um, Naganu is 16 and three. Uh, gain is 10 and 10 and 0 both of the both of them are pretty much the staple or staples of the UFC right now and I think this is going to be a great matchup man I think that this is going to me you're going against these these are two people that that rely on fury and when I say rely on fury it's if Nikanu starts beating yo like even though he's lost three times, they were like early in his career. Naganu, if if he he was he will pummel you and gain. He, he he's very tactical. He's a little more tactical in my opinion than Naganu, but Naganu will destroy you. Now it's not like a Tyson Fury, uh, Wilder situation. No, Ganu also he's he's probably arguably one of the best uh, right now in UFC, if not the best. Uh, I think this is a, a very even matchup, in my opinion. Now, I know that's that's the scapegoat way of saying this, but I think it's an even matchup. I think they both 
present challenges to each other. Like, you know, how is Gain going to be able to stop the ferocity that Naganu, uh, Naganu, I apologize, Naganu will bring to him? Or how is Naganu going to be like if if they if this if it's a ground game, then I think that Gain wins this. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Naganu or with Naganu. Good lord, <laughs> Naganu. I I just to me he's he's. He's it right now, man. He's it right now. And, you know, the winner is going to unify the, the the division championship or division belt. Uh, it was a heavyweight belt. I just – I'm going to go with – I think it's very even as well. Um, but I'm going to go with Naganu. I'm going to go with Naganu. Until I see him lose, like recently, I'm going to go with him. Even though he is going against someone that is 10-0. So – but that I think it's going to be a very good match, a very good fight. I think that, I mean, they've been hyping it up, and and rightfully so. These are two of the best in their weight class. I just, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. So, and before we go, all you know, so the biggest story this week, one of the biggest stories, was the whole Russell Westbrook situation in L.A. Um, them benching Russell Westbrook late in the game. In fact, there's been a lot of stories with L.A. coming out. Magic Johnson tweeting, you know, it's unacceptable. Uh, we deserve better. LeBron James come out and say we will be better. Them getting boat raced by somebody. I forgot who it was. They lost like 30. I think it was Memphis. They lost like 30. To then, where we are today, uh, them playing the Pacers, losing to said Pacers, um, and Russell Westbrook getting benched the last, like, three or four minutes of the game, which, of course, has come out, you know, Frank Vogel saying, you know, asking management, can he bench Russell Westbrook? Uh, I'll say this. How am I? How do I put this? You know what it is. I'll say this. Russell Westbrook. You know what it is. First and foremost, I I agree with Charles Barkley a little bit when he says, you know, Frank Vogel. Oh, I forgot to say Frank. You know, there's also been um, reports that Frank Vogel possibly could be fired. Um, I do believe that, you know, Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel have been the scapegoat to what is the Los Angeles Lakers. And I do think that they're putting a lot of blame on uh, Russell Westbrook and on Frank Vogel when it should be, you know, blame should go not only to the whole team, but definitely management for putting this together. Now, this I will say this. There, there has something. There's something that has to be said that Anthony Davis is not playing. I think Anthony Davis playing, they definitely will look a lot better. However, I don't know because we saw. I mean, Anthony Davis did play and they struggled. I don't know how much better they would look. They, they, they look ten times better, I believe, than they look now. But I don't know, like. Is that a winning recipe? Bring back Anthony Davis because we saw how they played with Anthony Davis and it didn't look good. But let me speak on Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. There's something we knew this wasn't going to work. We knew this wasn't going to work. You know, the, the hardest thing, in my opinion, to do is ask a vet to change the way they play. You're already set in your ways, man. You already know what you're doing. You already know. Or you've already and you've been successful to a certain extent before then. It's why it's hard. Why would what is the what is the appeal to changing? Why do I need to change? Because where has what has gotten me here has gotten me a, a league MVP, triple double king. So all the stats and accolades. Uh, I've been, you know, deemed a superstar for majority of my career. I made it to an NBA Finals. 
I helped a team that really had nobody make it to the playoffs. Like, why? It's the last, the hardest thing to do is ask a vet to change, especially a vet that has seen success to a certain extent at their, where they've been. So, when you're wondering why, Russell Westbrook still comes with the energy. Because that's, that's one thing that he's never going to cheat us on energy. He's always going to bring energy. But Russell Westbrook still can't shoot. Still has a high volume of turnovers. Still gives up some bonehead defensive plays. What are you expecting? Because he's done that everywhere he's been. Per- Kendrick Perkins said it best, man. Ken- He's not going to cheat you as far as as far as effort, but it's it's not really conducive when you're playing alongside a player like LeBron James who thrives with the ball. I mean, LeBron James is averaging like 30 points a game and they're like below or at 500. And I'm not saying it's on Russell Westbrook because the whole team sucks. Carmelo Anthony ain't been that good. Russell Westbrook ain't been that good. The best player outside LeBron James has been Stanley Johnson, and they just picked him up from the street. The second best player behind LeBron James and Anthony Johnson has been Malik Monk. Now, again, this will probably this probably will change when Anthony Davis comes back. But how much does it change? Because. People keep saying, you know, I'm, uh, you know, Anthony Davis isn't playing. Anthony Davis isn't playing. Yeah, well, we saw them when Anthony Davis played, and didn't look too sweet. This team is old. This team does not play defense. This team is a bunch of players that are just. It's like the names. You you got the names. You didn't get the does it. You didn't get the cohesion. And no, it's not Russell Westbrook's fault. Russell Westbrook is who he is, and what he has been has gotten him an MVP and all the stats. Also, what has gotten or what he has been has gotten him to hasn't been in the second round since what? Since he was with um, Houston? With James Harden. Actually, yeah. Where they almost lost the first round against Lou Dort in the bubble. Russell Westbrook is who he is and expecting him to change at this point is uh, unlikely. While I'm not blaming him for what's going on with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers because that's definitely not his fault. I will say that um, and it's not Frank Vogel's fault either. It's the management that put this trash ass team together. Um, at expecting Russell Westbrook to change now in year whatever double digit years he's been playing now I think it's it's gonna it's a tall task let me say that but there you have it that has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast I appreciate you guys um if you want a popular podcast shirt hoodie long sleeve sweater uh joggers the link in the description below i have multiple different colors multiple different designs i just read up on my unpopular podcast gear so you're going to be seeing a lot more gear i had you know i had to re-up for the new year uh but get you you know you go re-up get you some merch and and you know get swagged out (laughs) swagged out that's crazy also please subscribe to wherever you're listening please subscribe to wherever you're watching it definitely means a lot to me uh and until next time much love was once I thought from around the way My life was never easy My life was never easy Started in my cutlass, clutching heat like it's an open oven. Puffing chronic, puffing biggie out the window, speaker subbing. Running to the crypts, it ain't no discussion. Bullet wounds drenched in Hennessy and teaspoons of Robitussin. Head up phase, got a few concussion. 
Yeah, Compton's amazed, Dr. Draper Cushion. God, please grant my nigga eternal life. We need the beats. Aftermath, where you fall asleep, you do not eat. And my belly is full. Gorilla riding the bull, banana clips in the pool. Swan diving, classy as all. The ops, some on they ass. Grandmama whoopings in school. This woman ten in Brazil when niggas die in they jewels. Too many problems, too many YGs. So many ties to dollar signs, easy to end up on E. I got shot up like Columbine, the Crips descended on me. Saw my name on the dotted line, that was vengeance on beats. This is the way. He was once I thought from around the way. My life was never easy. My life was never easy. There it was, don't interrupt, just because it's no love, shoulder shrug. I ain't bring nothing to the table when I'm the table. I'ma turn up the music, wake up the neighbors. I'ma get that thug life tatted across the navel. It's how I am in real life, not just okay. Mr. Narcissist, tell me about my arrogance. No more counseling, I don't negotiate with therapists. God, yeah, wanna let God in. But tonight, I guess I let my pride win. Cousin Dre sent me scriptures, help me see life better. Nigga, we having the best divorce ever. If we go to court, we'll go to court together. Matter of fact, pick up your sis, we'll go to courts together. I watch four kids for like five hours a day. I wear these easy boots everywhere, even in the shower today. I got love for the nannies, but real family is better. The cameras watch the kids, I stop taking the credit. Non-custodial dad, I bought the house next door. What you think the point of really being rich for? When you give them everything, they only want more. Bougie and a ruler, y'all need to do some chores. Rich ass kids, this ain't your mama house. Climb on your brother's shoulders, get that top ramen out. God save me from that crash, just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Who? And my new bitch bad. I know Illuminati mad. This that Illuminati bitch. This that two Bugatti rich. This that God did this. Only God did this. There it is. There it was. Don't interrupt. Just because. Ain't no love. Shoulder shrug. Won't he do it? Yes, he does. Won't he do it? Yes, he does. Won't he do it? My life was never easy. This next one gonna be easy. He was once I thought from around the 